and welcome to BDO's Tax Bite, our tax podcast for the UAE. My name is Brian Conn and I'm joined by my regular co-presenters, Amrita Chandwani and Mufadal Safdari. Amrita, Mufadal, welcome. Hi, Brian. In this month's podcast, we're going to be talking about some of the recent news items in the UAE and also some of the questions and issues that we've seen coming up. Um, recently. Before we do that, we should talk about the current state of play with corporate tax. We were hoping by now we'd have seen the legislation, um, but we haven't. Mufadl, have you had any news on that at all? Uh, Unfortunately, there is no news about the corporate tax yet. Uh, There was uh, a news article that was released saying that the law would be published uh, last month. But unfortunately, we have not seen anything right now. Uh, But uh, interestingly, uh, a little bit different off from the corporate tax. uh, There are rumors going around in terms of e-invoicing that is going to be uh, introduced in the UAE. Uh, Of course, the timeline or anything has not been uh, communicated yet. But uh, I think this is something interesting where Saudi Arabia already has an e-invoicing uh, Bahrain, Oman also in the pipeline of doing the implementation. I think UAE will also follow the same route. So I think uh, it's a wait and watch game. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really interesting. And I think it will definitely come at some point. It's been implemented, as you say, successfully in Saudi Arabia and some of the other UAE uh, uh, GCC states are talking about it at the moment. And it, it's something that's becoming common all around the world. So um, it will definitely arrive um, probably sooner than later. Um, so we'll we'll keep an eye on on that definitely. Um, and we'll keep an eye, of course, on the, the corporate tax. And um, if there's any news on either of those things, we'll give an update and all our views will be on our website and social media. So, so watch out for that uh, when anything happens. Actually, Brian, there was another rumor uh, about the corporate tax uh, that uh, it might be uh, delayed by two years uh, in because of the pillar two uh, that has been implemented in only a handful of countries. So there could be another uh, way to look at it where the, the corporate tax gets uh, uh, delayed by two years or whether there is any light uh, that it will be uh, going as a plan that the FTS decided. So that's also something that we need to watch out for. Well, definitely something to watch out for. All rumours at the moment, though. Um, yes. And, you know, we, we hear so many rumours. And if, if we look back when VAT was going to be implemented, there were loads of rumours then that it would be cancelled or it wouldn't happen or it would be delayed. And, of course, when it came down to it, it, it went through. So um, at the moment, I'm still expecting corporate tax to come in um, as planned. Um, but... You never know. And uh, we'll keep an eye on all of those things. Yeah, I'm also on the same page. I will also be expecting the corporate tax will go live as as they have announced. So, yep. Absolutely. But you never know. You never know. Anyway, let's turn to some of those uh, recent clarifications um, that we mentioned. Um, first one, um, this was something that was released by the Federal Tax Authority a little while ago. It was a public clarification on the treatment of missing and deficient goods in designated zones. This was specifically for 
excise tax, um, but actually it has some echoes of the treatment for VAT as well. So it's worth looking at. Um, Amrita, could you give us a, a quick rundown of, of what this clarification said? Sure, Brian. Uh, so this is something which is uh, faced by a lot of uh, businesses here in UAE where um, there are losses, there are deficient goods or wastages um, in the goods that are stored in designated zones. Now, uh, what happens in designated zones is uh, if you haven't cleared the goods for excise tax purposes and the wastage or uh, you know the business decides to destroy it, you have a you have an option to claim relief under excise tax. But the clarification makes it clear that if the goods are already have already been released for consumption, then there is no uh, relief or exemption available from the excise tax paid. There are certain conditions to be met and certain approvals to be obtained uh, to claim this relief. And the FTA puts the responsibility on the warehouse keeper of the designated zone to intimate FTA of any such wastages or uh, any approvals for destroying the goods. I think from uh, uh, just adding, I think from a VAT perspective as well, there has been certain things which are more similar as Brian, you mentioned that it has been equal from uh, with the VAT as well. Uh, I think uh, if you look back from a VAT point of view uh, for unsold or waste goods that are there, you also need to have a proper documentation in place that whether this has been destroyed, whether this has been uh, uh, disposed of what is the unsold uh, uh, that you have in order for you uh, in order for you to get the recovery on uh, those items as well because ultimately I think the intention was always to make the sale of those goods uh, but uh, unfortunately because these have been now uh, not sold it has been destroyed for any given reason so there should be and eligibility to recover this input credit as well. So I think there's similar lines. I think FDA has put the same thing from the excise point of view as well. And I think that's what uh, in the mature jurisdiction has been followed. Yes, uh, what is unlike um, VAT uh, in excise tax um, that the FDA is going to approve uh, this relief or claim that uh, has to be made uh, from excise tax perspective. So the clarification mentions that either the FDA will approve it in full, it, they can approve it partially or uh, totally reject the claim. So this is something in, uh, interesting. We do not have any approvals in VAT, but uh, we have to get the approval for excise tax. That's a that's a really good point. And, and of course, with, with VAT, because VAT works on the basis of supplies made, you just account for VAT on the supplies that you've made. So um, it would be it would be strange to have some sort of approval process in a way um, for lost goods. You know, if you were a um, a, a grocer and and you had to throw away um, fruit and vegetables that had gone off, um, to to have to put in a claim every time um, to the FTA would be really strange so that that wouldn't happen but it but it's it's interesting that the, the difference between the approach excise tax and and VAT uh, actually Brian on those lines actually I have a question if uh, in terms of the you mentioned about the small grocers that how how uh, they might uh, be struggling with their day-to-day -day activities in terms of their supplies and stuff when it comes to wastage uh, 
in when it comes to VAT, documentation becomes a critical element. Now, how do these wastage can be recorded or what kind of a documentation that they need to maintain? Because from an FTS perspective, uh, documentation holds quite strong and you need to prove that this has these goods have actually been destroyed or has been unsold, etc. So what kind of a documentation can we expect uh, a small grocers to keep, you know? It's, it's really difficult. And, and the answer is probably in lots of cases, um, it's not really possible to to actually produce a document because, you know, if, if you've got a tray of fruit and half of it has gone bad, you just throw it away. In in some industries, larger businesses where um, you you actually send things off for destruction, um, it's it's maybe easier to show that you've, you've sent a certain amount away. But a, a, a small trader, um, it would be very, very difficult. I think that probably the FTA provided the level of wastage was reasonable and yeah. was consistent with other businesses of a similar side size, then I think it would be accepted. Right. Unless Amrita's got any good ideas about what um, documentation yeah, we could I, have. I can think of these uh, points, what you mentioned, apart from that, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, you know, I think the, the FTA is, is reasonable about these things. And I think if the, the level of wastage is, is reasonable, it would be accepted. Right. Anyway, um, that's good. That's an interesting um, subject. Um, let's move on to the next thing now. We've also had um, a clarification or a, a guidance out from the FTA recently um, regarding VAT refunds um, for mosques. I think the, the guidance at the moment is only in Arabic. Um, but Mufado, could you just give us a, a very brief rundown on what, what this news item is about? Yes, uh, I think you're right that the clarification, uh, sorry, there's a cabinet decision that has actually been issued and it is sorry, currently, it's a cabinet decision. That's right. Right. And this has been only released in Arabic at the moment. However, the the main important aspect is that uh, now construction of mosques. OK, you will be able uh, the businesses who are investing or who are uh, building up the mosque will be in the position to recover uh, the construction cost of it. Uh, so similar like the other uh, other guidance that has been released in terms of uh, the Emirati's national buildings or the government entities or the charitable institutes that how they can recover the uh, input uh, credit. The same thing that uh, will be applied for the mosque as well. Uh, of course, uh, the English version is still awaited. But uh, the new rule will come into force uh, from 60 days from 30th of August. So by end of October, that's where it will be implemented. Uh, but yes, English version is uh, yet to be awaited. OK, great. And, and of course, this is this is added to the long list of um, other refund schemes that we've got. We've got um, tourists. Um, business visitors, exhibitions, um, Emirati's national, uh, national home. Yeah, uh, sorry, Emirati's. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Residential, yeah. Yeah, and business yeah. visitor refund schemes also. Yeah, yeah. So there's a few of these things. The one we probably get most regularly 
at the moment anyway, questions about, um, I mentioned it, the the business visitors. Um, so overseas businesses that are coming to the UAE for business purposes, they, they want to do some sort of deal of some sort, they're incurring costs and there is a scheme um, that they can use um, to get the refund. Uh, we get lots of questions about that. Um, Mufado, do you want to say a word or two about that? Uh, sure, sure. I think, as you mentioned, that foreign businesses are uh, eligible to enjoy the benefits of uh, uh, VAT refunds. Uh, and that's the main call as business visitor scheme. Uh, important thing I think to note, uh, note is that uh, what are the conditions associated for these uh, refunds? Uh, so foreign businesses will be able to claim the refund only if uh, uh, they have no place of establishment or fixed establishment in the UAE or in any of the implementing states, but implementing state, we can avoid that because uh, all the GCC has not uh, implement uh, the VAT yet. Uh, they should not be uh, not be a taxable person in the UAE. They should not carry on a business in the UAE and they are not carrying uh, uh, businesses. Sorry, they are carrying on a business and are registered as an establishment with a competitive authority in which they are established. So which means that they are established in a foreign jurisdiction. So they need to have uh, those. Uh, they are carrying a normal business activity in those region. If you are meeting those conditions, then only you will be eligible for a business visitor scheme. I think one important thing to note down is that the foreign government entities cannot use this form to claim back the VAT incurred in the UAE. So that has been completely uh, excluded from the visitor scheme. Uh, another point to note that is that not all the countries uh, may be entitled uh, for the business visitor scheme. So if it is under the approved list uh, by issued by the Ministry of Finance, if they are on the approved list, which can be also available, uh, which is available on the FTA's website as well. If you are on those lists, then you are eligible and you can apply for the uh, business visitor scheme. Uh, now, just to go back, uh, oh, sorry, just to add on a little bit more, the most important criteria would also be that when uh, should this be applied and what is the uh, period? So it uh, it is for a year that you can apply, and I if I recall it correctly, it, the application should be made uh, from first of March, and this is open till August, thirty uh, first of August. I think that is the the period that that needs to be there, and the value should be more than two thousand dirhams. So if anything is less than that, that might not be qualifying as a business visitor scheme. It should be more than two thousand dirhams. I think this is an overview of how the business visitor scheme is uh, and uh, what are the conditions associated with it. Yeah, okay. And, and, and Rita, I think you've made some of these claims recently. I mean, how are they going and um, what sort of problems do we have with them? Uh, the FTA has been processing these refunds. We do get requests for additional information because um, a lot of information needs to go for claiming the amount back. You have to give the supplier invoices and supportings. Uh, but I have not seen many successful refund claims uh, in the past. It's maybe because authority needs time to actually review and check whether these claims are authentic or not. So I'm I'm 
I'm hoping that in the near future we have more claims being processed soon. Yeah, I think I, I think it's it's a good scheme. I think it's a really useful scheme, and I think that where businesses are incurring those sorts of costs, um, they should make the claims. There's there's no reason not to make the claims. It's better to make the claim, even if it's going to take a while to to get it processed and, and to get the money back. It's better to make the claim than not. And and the idea of the scheme is is really to put the foreign businesses on the same sort of footing as local businesses. You know, um, it's a business activity and um, they should be able to claim back um, the input tax, provided, you know, the same, there would be a reciprocal uh, arrangement in the other country if it was a UAE business um, doing the same thing there. So I think it's a it's a, it's a good scheme, but it's, it's obviously um, um, taken a little while to get the refunds, but better to put the claim in. So I think if there's anybody who, who, who thinks they might be eligible for a claim, I mean, I think there's probably lots of UAE-based businesses, but foreign subsidiaries that maybe come to UAE sometimes that um, could make a claim that um, need to think about making a claim. Important always to remember, of course, though, that if that foreign business should be registered for VAT, um, they've got to register. You know, there's no, this is not a shortcut to just get your your VAT back and and avoid all of the the, the potential um, VAT in in the UAE. Uh, Rufado, was there anything you wanted to add on that? Yeah, I think uh, uh, in the entire when uh, when we were talking about the delay that is happening, I think most of them might be from a documentation point of view. So I think. Uh, uh, Again, I'm moving back to the documentation because that becomes a very important exercise uh, where uh, there are very tough uh, or tough conditions uh, for the business visitor scheme where you need to have a proper documentation as well that who has charged you with the VAT, what is the uh, whether it has been with the correct value, or what is the format, and uh, whether your business is registered in your uh, home country. And there are a lot of things that needs to be required and a lot of information needs to be submitted to the FDA in order to for you to or uh, the business foreign businesses to get back uh, the VAT refund. So I think that might be the delay where the documentation might not be appropriate. Uh, so I think all the foreign businesses uh, need to make sure that uh, whatever the invoices documentation that they are receiving uh, from the supplier that is uh, uh, very well checked with the rules and regulations so that when you apply for the business visitor scheme, I think the processes uh, becomes much more smoother with the FDA. Absolutely. As I always say, it's down to the documentation. Get the right, right documentation and everything becomes easy in VAT. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Anyway, I think we're getting close to the end. I wanted to, um, just before we did finish, though, I was on the FTA site the other day and there was a banner up reminding everybody that the, the grace period or the tax amnesty runs out 31st of December. So I thought it's probably worth... Um, giving a little reminder of that. Amri, to just very quickly um, give us a reminder of what the, the amnesty is all about. Uh, so the amnesty came uh, when, when the penalties were revised by FDA back in June 2021. Uh, any penalties which were levied by FDA prior to 28 June 2021 were covered under this scheme, where the FDA would redetermine the penalty to 30% and provide it the taxpayer discharges the penalty amount before 31st December 2021. Early January 2022, 
uh, they extended the timeline to 31st December 2022, and now the taxpayers have to pay the 30% penalty before uh, 31st December 2022. Brilliant. That was a that was a really good summary of it all. It's a good scheme, um, and if anybody you know is in that position where they 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 are able to take advantage of it, they really should do it. Um, it's going to be too late if they. They leave it a while longer, so um, get it done now, I think, is the, the message there. So it's a timely reminder. Yes. Anyway, I think um, that's probably um, all we have time for for now. So uh, thank you, Amrita. Thank you, Mufadal. Um, We hope everybody listening has enjoyed the podcast and found it interesting. The next one will be released at the end of October, and you never know, we might even have some more news on corporate tax by then. Um, anyway, we'll look forward to talking to everybody then. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you.